Welcome everyone, this is Carlos from SeedCamp and we've had a conversation in the past with insurance and insurance founders in the, in the space and today we have Julian from Finance Fox in the room and we're going to continue down that topic uh, because it's an interesting one, it's an area of continued innovation, it's an area that frustrates a lot of us. Yes, Tell happy us, to be here. Thank you, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about uh, your background, where you started and then what you did before Finance Fox. Yeah. So uh, basically, I've been in insurance uh, all my life. Uh, my dad has been in insurance for 30 years. Uh, he always tried to pull me into the industry. And for me, it was always a no-go, very uninspiring, very boring. Uh, I decided to go into startups. I built my own startup uh, in Switzerland. Uh, over the last five years, we built it up to approximately 100 million in revenue uh, and sold it last year. It was in the e-commerce space. Uh, great experience. Uh, but end of 2014, uh, I knew that something uh, big is coming. Um, and we were looking for the next baby. Uh, I got together with my father. Uh, I saw how insurance is broken, uh, how frustrated he is as an innovative mind in the German insurance space. And with my glasses uh, on, with my experience that I've gathered uh, with building up my first company, my first tech company, and his experience about how the market works, uh, we realized that if we put these two ingredients together, we can really change the way that insurance works. Mm. Um, so essentially, what is it that we're doing? Um, when uh, looking at the insurance ecosystem, there's several things that have happened over the last decades. Um, and I think uh, the most important development um, is the upcoming of the aggregators, the price comparison websites. So what have they done to the insurance ecosystem? Essentially, they have disseminated the relationship between the insurance customer and the primary insurance company. And they have made it very, very difficult for primary insurance companies all across the globe to actually utilize technology in order to build a unified customer experience. So insurance is not in different parts of your brains, right? You're not thinking on the left side about life insurance and on the right side about household and so forth. It's a topic um, that you want to have very little to do with. You want to have very simple processes. You want to have a single point of contact. Um, so there's further issues with the primary insurance space all around the world, uh, which is diminishing investment returns um, and a cost ratio um, that has gotten completely out of control. And that makes it very, very difficult for primary insurance companies to actually focus on the consumer. Just an example. Um, investment returns are diminishing. Uh, so risk returns need to go up. So the logical decision uh, from an inside perspective would be to incentivize the damage claim departments to reduce the payouts. Uh, that's, uh, of course, uh, resulting in a terrible customer experience. Only two out of ten people are satisfied with the moment of truth. Um, so for us, it was clear that we need a very sophisticated approach to enter the industry. Um, and according to the developments of the different players, meaning the intermediaries, um, that have the role of unifying the customer experience actually, but are completely under-technologized up to mm. this point, the problems of the primary insurance space and the challenges of the reinsurance space, we decided that the best way to solve the customer frustration is to enter the market as an independent intermediary. Because the independent intermediary at this point in time is the only player that can actually solve the biggest customer frustration, which is a fragmented customer experience. We, are, we have created a single point of contact for everything insurance related in your life. Mm. 
So we had a chat with two other insurance companies here. We had one, iCar Hire Insurance, and we had Casco, which you, you're aware of because it's a seed count company. And one of the things that we talked about was, yes, the fragmentation of the value chain and where innovation can still happen. So, you know, you just alluded to the fact that the experience is broken and it's broken across different types of products. But you're also talking about one of the, the topics we discussed, which was on the claim side of things, how can we improve this? And one of the things that um, Nicholas from Casco said was that technology that would help better suit sort of risk assessment is not going to be coming up anytime soon because of the challenges of how politically incorrect some of the conclusions might be. It might turn out that a whole group of, of a population would not be eligible for insurance because of this. So what you have to do instead is have all product facing innovation. Can you comment a little bit more about is the future for Finance Fox to dig deeper into like the AI and all these kinds of elements that would increase the, the correlation between, hey, this is a fraudulent claim, this is not a fraudulent claim, and increase that, or to better sell, which is the point that our car hire insurance made, was to better sell a, a product so that the likelihood of something going wrong is quite low, and then satisfaction on claims is higher. Yeah. Uh, so we have chosen a very different approach to enter the market than other players have. Mm. Uh, other players have chosen to go vertical. Other players have chosen to go into niche products. Uh, other players have chosen to enter a specific part of the value chain. Mm -hmm. uh, we have said um, that the best way to actually tackle all of these problems is first of all, getting a critical mass of customers at low customer acquisition costs. Mm -hmm. And we need a transitional phase from the situation, how it is now, how the market operates now, and how the legacy portfolio of customers is set up and how the future looks like. Um, so maybe first I start a bit with our current approach uh, on how we solve the two biggest issues uh, of, uh, of most of the players in the market that try to bring innovation. And then I can uh, go to um, what is, does the future look like? Um, so the biggest issue in insurance is how do I get an overview of the entire customer, uh, of the entire legacy? Um, we are solving that through our positioning uh, in the value chain. The second issue is how do I solve the customer acquisition costs? I have not seen a single model around the world um, that calls itself innovative in this space that has solved the customer acquisition cost problem. Mm -hmm. So the way that we're tackling this is that we're partnering up with traditional brokers, mm -hmm. a super fragmented market all around the world and completely under-technologized. 60% of the traditional brokers still use Excel sheets to manage their customer database. So we have created a very strong value proposition to convince the traditional brokers that it makes sense to service their existing customer base via FinanceFox, via our brand, via our technology. And this is really where we see the growth coming from at customer acquisition costs of blended below $20. Mm. If you compare that to big players uh, or uh, competition or innovative competition even, um, you're looking at uh, one-tenth uh, of the customer acquisition costs. Mm. Um, so this is our main focus right now. Mm. Increase, elevate the customer experience through creating a single point of contact for the legacy mm. um, and acquire a big amount of customers at low costs. Mm. Because this will get us into a position where we can be serious uh, about the topics that you have talked about, mm. where we can be serious about product innovation, mm. where we can be serious about innovation in terms of claim handling, mm. where we can se be serious about 
underwriting, mm -hmm. right? Um, so where is our business going? What I see, what is the biggest challenge right now in our positioning in the insurance ecosystem is that we don't have the entire customer uh, experience in our hand. We are dependent on dozens, soon hundreds of primary insurance companies and their process efficiency. Just an example. So the registration is super easy. It takes approximately three minutes. All you do is, okay, what's in my paper folder? I have this one, this insurance, this insurance, this insurance. You don't need to know the number. You don't need to take a photo, anything. Uh, just uh, uh, um, uh, tap on the logo. And then you give us an authorization to act on your behalf. And we pull uh, the documents, the policies from the insurance companies. Only this step, even though we have APIs, takes between two to four weeks, okay? Handling claims. Yes, we are the single point of contact for all of your claims, but the complexity in the claim process from company to company is extraordinary. And we handle that complexity ourselves right now. Uh, we're a lot better than handling that complexity than the customer because we exactly know what to do and we can streamline the processes. But still, we don't have the customer experience in our hands. So the next step uh, of our business, what we need to do is we need to own the customer experience. And the only way that we can do this is create our own product range. Mm. And here, I'm not yet thinking about product innovation. Mm. Here, I'm thinking about innovation in terms of customer experience. Mm. So how can we make sure that you have a claim and we have an SLA that within 15 mm. minutes, you will receive a feedback Mm. You will receive a cashback opportunity mm. or being driven to the next service point or a person mm. that can help you repair your damage. Mm. How can we make the payment experience mm. seamless? So just an example on that side, how the old world works. Um, we have massive companies, very mm. successful companies. Their lobbies look like five-star hotels. Mm. They cannot even uh, manage if they have five different contracts from one customer to have one single customer number. They have five different customer numbers and as a customer you will receive five different invoices. This is how bad insurance is right now. And, and this is what we're uh, approaching in the next phase of our business, create our very own product range. Mm -hmm. And the key element of success will be, how are we going to be able to transfer from legacy to new? But, but if I stop you there, like one of the things that, I mean, everything you've said obviously is, is super inspiring for the customer because it changes the way that they're intersecting with, with insurance. Right now it's probably super frustrating. I know it has been for me, but you're promising me like everything and, I, and I'm so looking forward to that day. But at the end of the day, you're a startup in, in the very early stages of, of building these relationships with underwriters and the people who are inherently taking a lot of that risk. How is it that you, how is it that startups, not just you specifically, but how is it that startups can take processes that are broken, like the, this five pieces of paperwork and the four weeks of, of turnaround on a claim processing, how can they streamline that? Because it's not set up the way that, you know, API integrations are set up in the startup world. How, how is it that that's managed? How is it that, that, that startups in the insurance space can overcome these huge hurdles because they still need those big deep pockets of the underwriters? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so there's question. Uh, there's there's ways uh, on how to do, create your own product portfolio mm. without needing regulatory capital. Mm. Uh, there's ways on how to move uh, slowly up the value chain and not go full blown straight away. Mm -hmm. And there's ways to naturally evolve within this insurance ecosystem to mm. get a, a different role. And um, so the way that differentiates us. 
uh, as uh, startups from the insurance companies is essentially we don't have legacy and we can focus on what really matters, which is the customer, mm -hmm. and work backwards from the customer needs. 95% uh, of the work that's being done in insurance companies is inward looking, has to do with legacy, is not creating value for the customer. And that's the massive, massive advantage. And that's also bringing me to the point that the only way that real, uh, that the big insurance companies can actually overcome their big challenges is to create from zero. Uh, to start from zero, to basically create greenfield insurance companies. And there have been some interesting approaches. Mm. Still, it's not in the DNA uh, of these companies to really think straight from the customer perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, the way that we're going to evolve in this ecosystem uh, is that we are going to insource everything but the risk. Uh, and have only the risk outsourced. Mm -hmm. And there's a massive demand amongst primary insurance companies to collaborate with us on this. Mm. Yeah. How does, how does risk work? How does risk assessment work? How does it work across health, life, car, and all this? And how is the, what's the next wave of innovation in risk? Mm -hmm. So again, in this first model, there will be no innovation for us. Mm. We will be working with the old products. Mm. There will be no product innovation. But, okay, you said the two most difficult ones right at the beginning, health and life. Uh, but in all of the PNC products, they are basically commoditized. And there's no big difference. And the service, uh, the, uh, the terms, the price they're all pretty much commoditized. There's no big differentiator. And that's why insurance companies uh, over the last couple of decades have really tried to make products incomparable through just mm -hmm. adding some stuff that they that nobody can really price, right? Mm -hmm. But if you get to the core of it, they're commoditized. Um, so the bottom line is um, that... Um, but are you saying that there is... When you're saying it's commoditized, are you saying that there is no room left for innovation? Like, and I'm asking oh. you... 10 years from now, 10, 20 years, massive. artificial intelligence, massive. whatever. Massive. What, where do you think the innovation is going to come from? Massive. There is massive room for innovation. Uh, I'm just saying we will not start with the product innovation. Yeah. We will first start to fix the biggest problem of the customer. The biggest problem yeah. of the customer is not That's that this car. From a finance car. box perspective, yeah. right? But, but from like, yeah. a, from like a, the whole industry yeah. needs to have, like, yeah. like for, for, for um, next year, you know, the banks are going to be required to start having open yeah. APIs for other startups to integrate. Yeah. Like in the insurance industry, I don't know if there's any initiative like that, but let's pretend that there were. It, what, what is the technology that still needs to be, um, what, what are the key areas of, of innovation that would unlock yeah. like the next wave of like, yeah. not just product facing innovation, yeah. but like substantial uh, better completion and risk management. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a very fuzzy idea about mm -hmm. how the future of the insurance product looks like. Mm -hmm. But what we know for sure is that the insurance product of the future needs to be based on the quantified self. Mm -hmm. Data everywhere. That has a massive impact on underwriting. We don't need to estimate risk. We see risk real time. Mm -hmm. And we can price risk real time. Mm -hmm. Number two is how can we adjust the insurance product to mobile behavior? Uh, you go to, um, uh, to, to, you fly to India, you get a push notification that the risk of having an accident in a taxi is 88 times higher than in your home country. Mm. Close a taxi insurance uh, for the duration of your stay. How can we integrate behavioral patterns into the insurance product? Mm. It doesn't make sense that if you have a car insurance and you're on vacation for two weeks and your car is in your garage, 
it costs the same amount as if you were driving on the autobahn with 200 uh, kilometers per hour, right? So these are the differences in the nature of the insurance product. Mm -hmm. But I will say nobody knows. And we're mm -hmm. in touch with a lot of experts. In, in essence, we have hired uh, experts that have built insurance companies before. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we need their experience. Um, but nobody really knows how the insurance product looks like in the future. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's essential to build a big customer base to gather a lot of customer interaction data, to gather a lot of customer insight, and then leverage all of the technologies that come up. And I'm really mm -hmm. thankful for all these players that do innovations on the product mm -hmm. right now. They will not solve the legacy problem, they will not solve the CAC problem, mm -hmm. but they will solve the customer experience issue mm -hmm. in some of the niches. Mm -hmm. We will take these innovations and we will implement them with just a lot more firepower. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. And actually, what I, what I liked was how you described kind of this future of being able to contextualize my insurance needs. More of a psychology question, more than anything, is this is the insurance product one where you can do this constantly to the end user? So, for example, with Uber, you know, the idea of me owning a car versus calling an Uber when I need it and, and having sort of dynamic pricing based upon other people and planning around that makes sense because it's not something that generally creates fear or anxiety. Whereas insurance, is it is it a product that actually unfortunately is, is tainted by people's perception of it's associated with something bad happening? And as a consequence, you only really want to deal with it on a once per year basis. And as a, and all these other innovations that startups might be thinking about, which is like point of sale or like, you know, cost reduction, but, you know, scale up based upon the fact that you are driving 200 kilometers an hour. Would you like to take an additional insurance for, is, is that just, is that, is there a psychological hurdle there? What, what are the psychological elements you've seen in terms of customer buying behavior and in insurance products? It will not be a super sexy product. Um, and uh, it will uh, be something that's always uh, connected to something uh, connected to fear, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do think that if we go really back to the nature of what insurance actually means, it's something really positive. Um, and I'm not sure yet how we are going to turn this around. Uh, but what it actually means is, hey, Carlos, let's get together mm -hmm. with Reshma and some other people here. And let's just make sure uh, that if any of us suffers a lot, mm -hmm. right, uh, we will chip in and we will make sure that this guy is okay because mm -hmm. we like each other. We're mm -hmm. friends, right? Um, so I do believe that we can change the connotation. There's many reasons on why this has happened. Um, and I think if we go back to the nature of the product, and P2P is a great approach to go back to the nature of that product, uh, we will see a change of, uh, of the um, image uh, mm. of insurance. Mm. Um, but it's a, it's a long way to go. Mm. What, what insurance companies out there, that are obviously uh, not competitive with what you're doing, but what insurance companies out there that are startups do you admire and why? Um, Insurance companies that are startups, there's not that many, yeah. right? All right. Uh, so, uh, I'm free to name all the seed camp ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I, I think what the product innovators are doing, um, uh, the ones that are actually going out there and creating carriers, uh, I, I admire. Mm. Um, I think it's the wrong way to approach the market, uh, but I admire them. Um, and Oscar, uh, I think uh, Lemonade, um, that is not yet even kicked off, but they are doing exactly the right thing. 
um, they are hiring people from the old world, mm. people that know the challenges of the old world mm. and that don't go at this topic superficially. And this is the biggest challenge uh, in the startup world. Um, we are in a very complex industry. Mm. And to go into this market as a startup saying, I know stuff better, I'm faster, you guys still use emails, man, mm. like this is over, like we have cut emails, mm. we don't even use you. Like if you go in there and just tell the old world um, that uh, they are too slow and they're not capable, uh, you're destroying a lot of potential and substance. Mm. Um, so the big challenge for startups is to merge the advantages of the of the new economy mm -hmm. with the substance of the old economy. Mm -hmm. And this means massive cultural challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have done it. My dad actually is the CEO of, uh, of our operations in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, and the same in Switzerland. We have a very seasoned CEO uh, from the industry. And this is a cultural challenge. Tensions every single day because the approach to doing work and getting stuff done is completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you are able to let these two cultures live and build bridges mm -hmm. without having a hierarchy between them, you can really crack this market. And I mm -hmm. think this is what the players that want to approach this market need to uh, understand. It only works together. Yeah. Excellent. And this is a difference to other markets. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us, Julian. Um, it's always great to, to hear kind of what the future of insurance will be. Look forward to being increasingly more a customer of what you guys are offering. Yeah, we're, so we're coming to the UK soon, so uh, you don't have to wait too, too long. Excellent. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye.